It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies in studio today with all of the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for Love Talk on the Bridge Austin Central Test. Texas Christian Talk 11:20 a.m. 101 FM I am so thrilled to be here on this first Saturday in November Welcome, love ladies. Hello, Kathy. How are you today? Hi, Coach Carrie. It's great to be here. It's great to be sitting next to my beautiful friend, Marlene McMichael, and ushering in together the first Saturday of November. It's officially Thanksgiving season (laughs) uh, for everyone who did the fall harvest festivals and Halloween trick-or-treating and the trunk-or-treats at your church. I hope you had an absolute blast And um, I'm just looking forward to kind of turning our eyes, shifting, pivoting just a little bit to look at Thanksgiving and what that means for us and what God is placing in our hands and this incredible season of hospitality. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is just based first and foremost on this wonderful Christian attribute of hospitality and friends Our world is desperate for it right now. Mm. Our world is desperate for Christian hospitality and just reaching out and extending invitations, inviting people into relationship. And so we're going to talk about some of the roadblocks today to hospitality, some of the things that make us go, oh, no, I could never do that. We're going to see see what the Bible says about it. And Marlene, I'm excited for you to share with us just some of your experiences in this area. Mm -hmm. And you're so unique and you're such a, you know how to organize and get together big things. But I've also been just one-on-one at your house over a cup of tea and have Mm -hmm. loved it. Well, that's sweet. (laughs) You probably wouldn't have enjoyed being there this past week. King Yofi was in residence. Uh, King Yofi is my uh, grand dog, and uh, he's a big boy and very rambunctious. So Uh Halloween night, we survived, but it was was by the skin of our skinny skin. (laughs) It was... um, Interesting. I think I'm not sure whether people were more afraid to come to my house or what because your, of the barking dogs. Barking. Your neighborhood is crazy on Halloween, especially your street. My street is like Mardi Gras. It is. It, uh, it is. It is quite amazing. Um, but uh, we survived it. <laughs> so that's good. Oh, I well, bet thank you. Had you. Fun. I mean, I'm. I, I love to have people in the house. I don't do it often enough, but I love to have people in the house. And the main thing that I like is to create an opportunity where people can laugh and relax. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's that's. We need to laugh more. Yes, I think so. We we definitely need. Don't see a whole lot of laughing on the news lately. <laughs> So we need we need to bring laugh. You know, I love that even in the Bible it says that he just sits on his throne when all of the nations are in turmoil. That Christ sits back on his throne and laughs. Mm. And I'm like, I I just want to do that when things just are in turmoil. I think when we just get together with friends, we look at our blessings, we count our blessings, we're thankful. We can just. Our homes can be filled with laughter. And, you know, it's funny. Okay, I have to share with y'all. I've been wanting to say this so many times on radio (laughs) before, and I've had to keep this secret. So we have had this family secret for the last few weeks. This incredible young man called Eric and asked for Eric's blessing to propose to our oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. Aaliyah. And this last uh, Saturday, so just a week ago, uh, he proposed at Mayfield Park in Austin. And we had this just a really fun surprise engagement party for them. And so it's just so exciting. I have an engaged daughter now. I'm so happy for you, Kathy. What a beautiful party. Um, but I think the thing that just struck me that was that is just so precious about these two is they started their relationship as incredible friends Mm -hmm. over a course of years their friendship grew and grew and grew and then I think um, 
Jacob was the one who kind of recognized, like, wait a minute, I kind of want to explore this as more than friends. And um, the way they honor each other, the way they honor Mm -hmm. the Lord is so beautiful. So beautiful. So happy for you guys. Amen to that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was an exceptional afternoon. Yes. My um, my mom was telling me she texted Aaliyah and just was just saying congratulations because unfortunately my parents weren't able to be there. But Aaliyah, she says Aaliyah texted her back and says this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I thought that's so sweet because she's had an amazing childhood, a very (laughs) happy childhood. And so she's just thrilled and happy. And uh, it was, it was a wonderful time. It was so great having you both there with us Mm -hmm. to celebrate. Thank you for, thank you guys so much for coming and, and just being with us. It's fun to celebrate together. It is. It is. And it's fun to laugh. I mean, there was so much laughter that day with friends. And um, you're right. It's so refreshing. I bet every single person left that party feeling rejuvenated, revived, right? Mm -hmm. Ready to tackle the next things of the day um, because it was um, just a a wonderful time. And it was fun to get to know different people. So there were, you know, obviously we had, you know, very close friends and family on our side, but then, um, you know, Heather and Glenn Burnside, they invited, um, their family and close friends and some of them we definitely shared Mm -hmm. but some were new and so I just had a great time getting to know some of these other people and these new faces thinking I know I'm gonna I'm very likely gonna see you again and um, so that's neat and when we think of this season of hospitality you know, sometimes we it's, it's okay to invite these people into our house who we don't know, mm-hmm. and God may have this special purpose for that friendship saying, you're going to see them again because I want this person in heaven, and this is my plan mm-hmm. for them, and I'm going to use you to tell them about me and to show love to them and to serve them and to bless them. And I think there's just incredible blessing when God calls us to go and and bless others, which he does. He tells us, I'm going to bless you so that you can bless others. And when we bless others, it just splashes all back on us. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, For those of you friends, you know, we we just love meeting every one of our listeners. And so occasionally there are these opportunities that we have to actually meet you and hug you and just, you know, uh, get to know you better. Well, I am going to be at the um, Texas Word Wranglers Book Festival November 18th and 19th. That's in Giddings, Texas, about an hour and a half, I think, an hour and 45 minutes from Austin. And I'm so looking forward to it. Um, It's just this incredible festival where authors, Texas authors from around the state, um, get selected to be at this festival to go and talk in the schools. Authors get to talk. I think last year, um, authors spoke in 19 different schools and did 64 different presentations. Wow. And so I'm so excited. So my book, My Voice, His Heart, I get to go share that in public schools. And it's a book about relationship with the Lord, about prayer, Mm -hmm. about understanding truth and identifying the lies that we've accepted and replacing them with biblical truth. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get to talk in public schools about that. Like, that's only God's hand, I think, mm-hmm. that makes that possible. So, friends, we if, if you want to see where that's going to be in the times and all like that, just go into uh, Safari or DuckDuckGo or whatever search engine you use and type in Texas Word Wranglers Festival, and it'll pop right up. And um, that's November 18th and 19th, and I will look forward to meeting you personally there. I love Kathy, you might get to hug somebody's neck that has known your your voice for years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so fun. That's so fun. Well, this first weekend in November just brings us to a time where I think we shift to thinking about the holidays. Yeah. Right? You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And and for me, um, 
I I shift to thinking of, of basketball and how to get, you know, the family together at a time that's pretty busy for us, right? Um, today is uh, Logan's very first uh, scrimmage. Wow. Official scrimmage. And so right after this program, we'll be heading to that here in Austin. So that is super fun and we're we're just so excited about that um but also we start thinking about family friends hospitality and i love our main scripture for today first peter 4 verses 8 through 10 and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves for charity shall cover the multitude of sins Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, Marlene, Kathy, when this verse says, as every man hath received the gift, what what do you think? This the gift is talking of, about you, that means that we can't say, "Oh, I don't have the gift of hospitality. I don't <laughs> have the gift of charity." No, mm. Christ says, "Yes, you have." The Holy Spirit gives that to everyone. Now, you may not have that special gift to decorate your house just so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not have that special gift to be able to cook this uh, gourmet meal, but everyone has this gift of of charity, of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we were placed for such a time as this, friends, because Americans, our world, we are just desperate for it. And friends, if you are Texans, if you're from the South, You know hospitality. You know how it brings people together, and you're naturally good at it. If you're a Texan, you've got the gift of hospitality. I mean, you just do. It's part of your DNA as a official Texan. And so we're just going to talk about how to have that mindset of hospitality, how to enter into this Thanksgiving and Christmas Christmas season um, and just look at that really special window for us to pour out love and to bless others. I think we have to be very purposeful about it, oh, you know, because yeah. we get so busy and we really with all the Zoom meetings and all of those kinds of interactions, we also get very isolated. And it's just easier to stay in that bubble instead of to branch out and make a bigger bubble. And so uh, we do need to be pur- purposeful. So. Uh, listeners, look at your calendars and circle a date, and that's when you you do your uh, party or your luncheon or your reception or just invite the neighbors over to meet each other. For yeah, you know, my neighbors don't know each other. Yeah, I actually saw one at your uh, I know at your um, party engagement party, and I went, wow! I have to go across the road and down the street to meet my neighbor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Your across the street neighbor was at the party. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about leftover lunches and we're going to be talking about just punch and cookies and Thanksgiving dinners and having God really open our eyes to what he's placed in our hands that we're able to invite and share others to enjoy. Now, Now, Kathy, this is not about impressing. No, it's not. This is about blessing. And I think for me, um, we moved into a new house about five years ago, almost five years ago now. And I think when we moved to this space where I was like, oh, I can have people over, I think for a little bit, I may have gotten it a little backwards, right? Okay, well, I can have people over, but I have to have this out and I have to have this out. And, oh, I need this. No, I don't. I don't need to do any of that, right? I just need to open my home and open the doors and come as you are, and the house is fine. Um, and, you know. Actually, my theory on, on hosting people is you make sure things are picked up. Sure. But the first person that comes in the door, the house is already messed up. Right. So, <laughs> and don't spend all your time cleaning before. You know, you can clean afterwards. Yeah. Spend all your time engaging them yes. and doing for them and serving them mm-hmm. because they're your guests. I, there was a, a funny video I saw. It was a husband making fun of a wife, and he was like, 
what my wife thinks is going to happen before the before her parents come over or before the guests come over. And he's like wiping his hand on the baseboard. Oh, my goodness. Look at this dust. Right. <laughs> and I think that's what we feel like people are going to do. But nobody does that. Nobody. My friends. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. It is great to be with you this beautiful Saturday morning as we are talking about a season of hospitality. Friends, it's the first Saturday in November and we are just turning our eyes and looking ahead and looking in our hands to see these beautiful blessings that God has placed right in front of us and how we can bless others, how we can use the gifts that he's given us to bless others. And in our opening um, with Coach Carrie Brinkater and the beautiful Marlene McMichael, we talked about this key verse that says we are to above all things have fervent charity among one another. And it says charity covers a multitude of sins. We are to use charity with one another without grudging. And here's the little catch in this verse. It says, as every man has received this gift, so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And so when we enter this season of Thanksgiving and we look at hospitality and we look at those around us, friends, People are lonely. People are hurting. People are not just disconnected, but they are divided. And we need to make sure that in our houses, our houses are meant to be a place of peace that bring uh, people together. And so, ladies, I'm looking forward to this conversation with you. And, you know, friends, I know a lot of times um, as we, you know, kind of connect via um the internet and we start to stream this program. You can stream it on thebridgeaustin.com or we're going and listening in our archives at Love Talk Network. We think, how can we share this? I want to tell my friend about this. I want to share this. There's so many places that you can share uh, Love Talk. Every single program each Saturday will go straight to our podcast at Love Talk and you can go into Spotify or um, any any of your of those apps, but just make sure that when you put in love talk, you put no space. That's right between those two words. All one word. All one word. No spaces. Love talk, and you should see our three faces smiling right back at you. You can go to Facebook at Love Talk Radio and like the program there, and you can comment and let us know. Give us your feedback about um, what you're struggling with, what you want to hear about, um, any topics that you'd like us to address or questions that you'd like us to answer, and you can go into our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and share those uh, with your friends. We just love having you with us each Saturday, and we thank you so much for listening to the program. Well, ladies, I want to talk a little bit about the first Thanksgiving because we want to orient ourselves. Why do we even celebrate Thanksgiving? I was sending a Thanksgiving card to some friends of ours in Jordan who are uh, Muslims who have accepted Christ. And I just was sending them just a word of encouragement. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, they don't have Thanksgiving. No. Right? (laughs) There is no... I guess that's true. There's not Thanksgiving in the Middle East. Yes. Yes. And so the reason that Americans celebrate Thanksgiving, it's actually based on the very first Thanksgiving that we see in our history books. Uh, Back in, uh, back as far as 1621, um, there was this Governor William Bradford, and um, it was in one of the original Pilgrim sell- settlements. And these pilgrims had just survived a very long winter season of sickness, death, um, trials of every kind. And they had this corn harvest, and they were going to celebrate. And it was amazing because they would never have had this corn harvest on their own, but it was the Indians who taught mm-hmm. them how to plant that corn. And so uh, they went out to their friends, the Wampanoag Indians, who first offered the settlers hospitality. And then the settlers wanted to invite them to come and enjoy that harvest of corn and just to show them appreciation and helping them settle in um, and sharing their lives with them. And so um, so the pilgrims went out and invited the Wampanoag Indians and um, they got together and 
Um, I think some of the some of the pilgrims went out and shot a deer, and I think some of the Indians um, brought things as well. And everyone just brought the little that they had, and they came together and celebrated together. Um, and I, I think you can look at the little that you have, and you can celebrate as you share those together. And this is one of the things that really hit home with me is that the pilgrims did not have these beautiful mansions or sumptuous homes to invite their native friends to, but they still invited them. It was an open-air feast, kind of a, you know, we're just going to do this outside. It was a barbecue. A barbecue. (laughs) Well, hey, we know how to do that in Texas. That's right. (laughs) And so, you know, and also for these settlers, they had so much to do every day, and they had to set all of those tasks aside because that work, it would never stop. But they took a break. They, st- they, they kind of stepped aside from those things. They invited their friends, and they had a Thanksgiving feast together. And so as Americans, we remember that. And so we have established our Thanksgiving based on that first Thanksgiving. And so when we are celebrating together, we not only get to celebrate the here and now and what God has done in our lives, but we get to remember his faithfulness and what he did that, what he did over 400 years ago for those initial settlers and his faithfulness towards them. And we have to remember that this particular uh, colony would not have survived without the help of the American Indian. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a a twist as well. There are many things that we do in our day-to-day lives that we can't do on our own and mm-hmm. our we have a friend somewhere that stepped in and and uh, helped us or encouraged us or prayed for us. And so it's it's uh it, it's a a day where we can to reach to the stars really and and think of all the things that we are thankful for. God's love in our life and and the, the people and family around us. And, and don't just invite family. Invite the, the one who never gets invited. Invite that single mother or that mm-hmm. single uh, man that, that's in your congregation at church. And invite those that are normally alone. Invite the person that's not going to do anything back. Just yeah. give without expecting or wanting anything in return. That is so true. And, I mean, I think... You know, there are we've shared stories on this program where a person who was completely alone, who had plans for self-harm and to even end their lives, they received an invitation and it completely changed the course of their life. You know, so let's talk about some roadblocks because, you know, we've now mentioned, okay, invite that person um, that can't, you know, that that without anything without expecting anything in return, right? We've talked about, okay, opening up our schedules. So what what are some of the roadblocks? Let's just be super intentional about listing these and talking about these. I guess another word for roadblocks would be excuses. What? What? <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll share just a, a story that happened this week. Okay. I, um, my There is a retirement home right behind behind my house and my mother was there and until she passed a couple of years ago and uh her next door neighbor sweet sweet lady who has dementia and um i visited her a little bit after mother's passing but i figured she's not going to remember me i was out walking my dog and you know across the road there's a um a little outdoor area for the assisted living patients and she came running when she saw me to the oh, gate, and I went, Martha, <laughs> and she remembered me. So I now have space in my calendar to go see Martha on a regular basis, oh. and that's important to Martha, but it's also important to me. Yeah. And but I have to make that space. I love that so much. Sure. I mean, just a. Okay, it's not chance. God orchestrated that. He, he totally did because there were only two people out in that courtyard, you know. And I at that and that's the first time I've done that big walk because my little dog has little bitty feet. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go very far. <laughs> you know, I um, there's such an incredible opportunity. You know, so we've just got finished with this early voting time in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And so November 8th is the official yep. voting day, which. 
friends, Two go, days away. go out and vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Look at that incredible investment that God has placed in your hands. You're able to go out and vote biblical values. You're able to go and support those people that God has raised up to stand in such a time as this. You're able to say no to the things that we do, you know, to those who we do not want um, leading the way. And and so I just think it's so incredible that we have this vote. So November 8th, go out and vote. Uh, and if you need help and you don't know what to do or where to turn or how to learn, lo- uh, learn about candidates, send us a text message or, or not a text message. Send us a comment on our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio, and I will I will uh, comment back or DM you back and give you some websites and some places that you can go just to print out a sample bat- ballot and stuff like that. But, you know, we may not want people in our home because we don't want those political discussions happening. We're like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. I'm going to invite someone and they're going to disagree with me on a candidate. And we, you know, just finished voting. And, and, uh, you know, how uncomfortable is that? Well, how about looking at the people that you're meeting in line, looking at those faces that seem overwhelmed, at those faces that they just seem like maybe distraught, have a conversation with them and maybe you actually have something in common rather than something that, that, that separates mm-hmm. you because you know what? They've placed an emphasis and an importance on voting So, and you're standing in that same line so already you have something in common. Absolutely. And if we agree that loving God and loving people are important and priorities in our life, then maybe we should think about how to focus on the person in front of us instead of avoiding them, right? I know it's hard to, you know, discuss difficult topics, right? But that's a very lost art, and we can discuss hard things, or we can just listen and then change the subject because chances are a person just wants to be listened to, They may not want to engage in a debate right there over, you know, a cup of tea. They probably just want to be listened to, and then you can change the topic, right? So it doesn't have to be a roadblock. It doesn't have to be. You know, I learned this really great question, and and, um, it when you have a disagreement with someone, instead of saying, well, why on earth do you think that? Oh, okay, because that uh-huh. that's how my personality works. I'm like, <laughs> why do you think Mid-direct, that? Direct, yes. yes. Uh-huh. So instead, what I have learned to do is say, help me understand. understand. Help me understand why you mm. believe that. Help me understand um, how you've come to have that point of view. Help me understand. And, I mean, friends, really, we need, you know, in the Bible it says to seek understanding. Mm-hmm. And so to understand where that person's coming from, understanding their story and how they've arrived at this, um, I, I think it makes us better people. The more understanding we have about others and where they're coming from, and the more we can see what God's doing in their lives and, and what maybe seeds the, that the Holy Spirit has been planting. And, and I'm going to take us back to kind of those roadblocks. Yeah. You know, if we don't actually invite them, if we don't make that space in our lives to have this gathering, we'll never know about them. Right. You know, we got to start somewhere. And, you know, and one of the things that um, um, I think is so important is that we keep in mind that when we have guests in our home, we're there to bless them and to serve them. And so that's, um, you know, we're not there to Tell them our political views from mm-hmm. from the dawn yeah. of creation till today. <laughs> you know, that's not it. So, uh, right. so we don't really need. Uh, I don't think we need to worry so much about disagreements as much as we need to focus on serving and blessing them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I w- was either listening to something or reading something um, over the last couple of weeks that kind of um, helped me understand maybe this roadblock. Okay, this roadblock is, well, I don't have enough money. It's really expensive. Like groceries are already so expensive, right? We're all experiencing that. I mean, good night. I bought two bags of groceries this week, and it was over $100. How on earth does $100 worth of groceries fit in two bags? (laughs) It's like, wow, we're all feeling that pinch of 
inflation and prices. So, okay, how do I get over this roadblock? Well, this article that I was reading said, have a leftover lunch. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant, right? Because my friends, I have two friends that are kind of foodies, and they cook a lot of yummy things that I would never cook in my home. I'm a very simple cook. I mean, we do a lot of tacos, right? We do a lot of fajitas. We do um, a lot of soup and salad and stuff. And I mean, I feel like I'm a more simple, give me a meat, give me a veggie, give me a starch, right? And um, so I think it would be just such, I think it's just such a great idea to to have a leftover lunch. Right? And now this might be with people that you're more comfortable with, of course. But when was the last time you had your friends over? Okay. And so we all need to reconnect. It can be as simple as, hey, Sunday after church, grab your leftovers and bring them over it's okay if it's potato salad, soup, and uh, beans. Like, we'll all f- figure it out, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that's a really good idea. And it's easy. And there's no thought involved in it. Okay, I like that. We know we're talking about filling your house with laughter. How about you're not allowed to tell anybody what the leftover is until after they taste it? <laughs> right? Okay, because you can have fun yeah. with this because I just ordered a cow tongue and now it's a fresh cow tongue from a uh you know what why is it, would a you green? do this i was gonna say why would you do that okay because i me and a girlfriend are splitting the a, a half of a cow because i thought i can't fit a half of a cow in my freezer and um so we're splitting half of a cow and so i was out here and and getting ready for stuff and they go she said they're butchering the steer today do you want the tongue and the liver and i thought well, heck, why not? Yes. Get that tongue in that liver and I'll do something with it. And okay. I have to say, I know my mom's coming, right? My mom knows how to cook cow tongue because I grew up eating cow tongue. And, you know, my mom would cook it and prepare it. So if I went to a leftover lunch, I think <laughs> I would bring cow tongue and tell nobody what it is until you, they've had You some. are turning our listeners off to leftover lunch, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um but I think that's a good way to begin your journey if if you're thinking, I just, I don't know if I can afford this, yeah. right? Or you just say, okay, we're just going to have sandwiches. Right? Yeah. I mean, a grilled ham and cheese sandwich is delicious, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be a brisket with all the trimmings, you know? We... we I think we have a tendency to to think big, but we can scale it down. Well, plus the fact that you don't want to put so much effort into the finery and the details that you're exhausted and can't enjoy your own party. I love what my mom and her friends have done. Okay. They're all widows, and they decided they get together once a week. And they just decided that it's it's okay. It doesn't matter where the food has come from. So sometimes somebody will pick up fried chicken, right, and just bring a big bucket of fried chicken. Or they'll go to Costco and pick up one of the family meals, you know, and they're good. And so they just, I I really like that, that they kind of took the airs off and said, you know, it doesn't have to be homemade, really. Um, Let's just enjoy one another and take the pressure off of having to cook, you know, something that might be a little out of our comfort zone. Uh, You know, I love this idea that it's not just about Thanksgiving Day, but we're kind of talking about developing the habit of hospitality and looking at how God might transform our lives and transform other people's lives by just developing this habit of hospitality by saying, you know what? Um, once a month, I am going to invite uh, my neighbors over for cookies and punch. Or once a month, I'm going to invite uh, my neighbors over for leftover lunch or, or whatever it is. And then it's going to be amazing how our home might end up actually being full on Thanksgiving rather than it just being, you know, yourself or yourself and mm-hmm. your husband. And I think also raising kiddos in this age where people are having such fake relationships and not really connecting, showing them how to exercise this gift of hospitality that the Bible has shown that the Holy Spirit has given us 
and reaching out and making a difference in the community around them. What an incredible gift to give our kiddos, showing them how this is just a beautiful way that Christians live. We live together. We live in community. We do not live separated and isolated. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so what about this one? I'm an introvert. I'm not good with conversation. I I don't know if I can do this. That this is, is a roadblock. <laughs> this is not my personality, right? Yeah, but you can use the traditions of the holiday, like Advent, to generate conversation. In other words, Advent is a celebration of the four Sundays before Christmas, and it is a historical, traditional celebration of the coming of Christ. And it's a reminder that he is going to come again. Mm -hmm. So invite your friends and family over for Advent celebration and let let the celebration itself dictate the conversation. Absolutely. Or and and it's it's also a way of teaching about Christ and tradition to your your children. I love that. I love that. And that's um, that will spur on conversation of its own. Another one. Um, Kathy, you brought this up uh, during the break is to everybody likes to talk about themselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's easy to ask the question. Tell me your story. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, you know, that's going to really uh, spur the conversation in ways that you would have never imagined. And just getting to know people on a level of what are they going to tell you about their story? And then you can ask questions to fill in. Okay, well. You know, what were you doing after college or what were you doing in your 20s or after you got out of the military? What was next? I mean, there's so many ways that conversation could go. I, I've i gotten to know this one um, gentleman, you know, kind of talking head guy, Jordan Peterson. And he I watched this, you know, short clip that he said, there are no boring people. If you are with a person and you think they're boring, you are asking the wrong questions mm-hmm. or you're not listening well. And he said, if you are a good listener, you will find out that there are no boring people on the planet, that every individual is so unique in their thought processes, in their life, in their background, where they've come from, what their aspirations are, where they're at in life. There are no boring people. And, you know, the more people you get to know, the more exciting and filled your life is. And, you know, sometimes I think that... um You know, you would think, oh, introverts are the loneliest people. Well, I think a lot of times it's the extroverts that are truly the loneliest because everyone thinks they're fine because extroverts tend to be gregarious and outspoken. But just look at how many incredible comics that we have had that are just big personalities who have ended up committing suicide or who have said they've had really deep periods of depression because everyone thinks they're okay. And friends, I just want to say those people that you see standing in line on Election Day or those people that you see standing in line at the grocery store or in church on Sunday, they may be in the biggest struggle of their life and you just don't know it. So I think just reach out, just um, see who the Lord would would um, surround you with who you can invite and um, invite and see what he does. I had an epiphany yesterday at the grocery store. I have a love-hate relationship with going to the grocery store because I really don't like just going up and down the aisles and all of that. But yesterday, I, I've decided that at the grocery store, I am going to smile at everybody I pass by, right? There's a lot of chatter on our local, it's called Next Door. It's like the little, you know, neighborhood place to find your missing dog and to air your grievances, apparently. And a lot of people (laughs) chatter about how grumpy people are at our HEB, our local HEB. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to smile every single person. And I have been doing that for for months now. And I walked out of HEB yesterday going, you know what? think my relationship with H-E-B is changing. <laughs> I actually loved my time today at the H-E-B. I just smiled at everyone, and you'll see people with the grumpiest look on their face, and then you smile at them and say, hey, you know, or, or whatever, and they just perk right up. It's literally about using our gifts. I can smile. Mm-hmm. That, I am good at that. I can smile at people, 
And we don't have to focus on our shortcomings. We can focus on our gifts. And that's a little thing that I can do. And it's changed my perspective. And I think that's important as we host to change our perspective. What are we good at as we try to get over some of these roadblocks? And I think we'll we'll discuss that a little bit more as we return to Love Talk and also look at our acronym that was given to us by our good friend Mercy Allered, BLESS, and what that can mean for us and our friends and our family and new acquaintances over the holidays. More about a season of hospitality when we return to Love Talk. You're joining us at Love Talk, and I'm Marlene McMichael, and I'm here with our co-hosts, Kathy Endebrock and Carrie Brinkader, and we're on uh, the bridge at Austin, Central Texas Talk Radio, and we're just really glad you're joining us today. We've been talking about hospitality, Mm -hmm. and Kathy, I think you had something you wanted to add about Roadblocks. Roadblocks. Okay, this was a roadblock for me for many, many years. My place isn't big enough. Like, I don't have a nice enough place. I have a little place. You know, for years, Eric and I were just focusing on our careers, and it was, you know, just the two of us. And so we kind of had modest places. And what I found out is, you know what? You can fit a lot of people around a little table (laughs) and um so you just kind of have to look at the space that you have and even you know jordan she shares this little apartment with three other girls at boise state and um it's you know their their door is always open and uh you know we'll call jordan and be like hey how you doing we just hear crazy things happen in the background she and she's like oh, we're having friends over. We're just having friends over. And um, it has just been the funnest thing because she's such an introvert. And to get to see how her life has changed by having more people in it. And it's amazing to see how God grows our lives by adding people and makes it just so much more full, so um, overflowing and abundant and fun. And, you know, sometimes some of those people – we are meant to pour into and and serve and um and and share their burdens but friends i will tell you there will always be a time when you have burdens and it's amazing mm-hmm. who god is going to provide to come and share those burdens with you and so i just i love it it doesn't matter how big or small the space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's very true. I see the same thing um, happening in my daughter, who is definitely an introvert, yet every time I talk to her at college, she's hanging out with her friends, and it's just been so neat to watch that transformation. I remember when Ashley and I were in graduate school, we lived in Auburn, Alabama. We were attending Auburn, and we had the tiniest little one-bedroom apartment, that I, and it was, oh... It was not in a good part of town. and But we I remember packing that apartment with people, just come and hang out and sit on our floor. I mean, we had two chairs, you know. And um, it was great. Nobody cares. It was just so fun. And so I think the same thing applies to us now. We do what we can. If we have a little apartment, we invite two people over. Well, I guarantee you people don't remember the place as much as they remember the people and the laughter. And uh, I have a daughter who is not an introvert. She's an extrovert. (laughs) She loves people. But she has for years, wherever she is, puts on kind of in mid-November what she calls her Merry Thanks (laughs) Mecca. And it's kind of a combination of Merry Christmas Happy Thanksgiving and Hanukkah. And she invites everybody she knows, and they just all come and eat and hang out. And Mm -hmm. uh, people by the hundreds come. I'm serious. Uh, When she was in Washington, D.C., she'd actually have it at the Capitol. Oh, wow. And so they would have streams of people coming in all day long. She would do these ginormous turkeys and everybody else would bring the sides you know there's another roadblock what for the you know and and i've i have felt this before especially up in idaho when i think gosh none of these women are my lifelong friends you know all my lifelong friends are back in texas what if i throw a party and nobody comes what if nobody actually wants to come to my house and all these people are just being nice to me Uh, because our kids are in the same class. And so I think 
getting past that roadblock saying, you know what, what if just one person comes, just what if two persons comes, Mm -hmm. and those are going to be the one person or the two persons that God is going to use so profoundly, you for them and them for you. You know, I think it is incredible to have a lot of friends, but it is transformative to have close heart friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that is what the Lord is having. Maybe there is someone who needs a close heart friend and Mm -hmm. girl, you're it. Maybe there's someone who just needs to connect and have relationship with someone. And and that's who God has for you there. Well, we have such a tendency to focus on all of the excuses, right? I can't do it because of this. I have this. And, you know, we just, we make this list of uh, roadblocks, but I would say this, what is your gift and how can you use it to bless others? Instead of looking at all the things we are not, which I'm excited Marlene's going to put together a program for us here in the very near future that we're we're really going to delve into this and that God has made us all just so unique and so special. And what has God given you that you can use at this time in order to bless others? And like I said before, our friend Mercy gave us this wonderful acronym um, for the word BLESS, B-L-E-S-S. And as we think about hospitality and how we can use our gifts, um, the B stands for begin with prayer. And that's not necessarily begin your gathering with prayer. Maybe you do. But to pray for Kathy, like you just said, maybe that one person that comes over or, you know, um, who you're going to have tea with or who you're going to have coffee with or or the multitude of people that are coming over for your big thanks, Mary thanks, Macus party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take the list that you did invite and use the opportunity from the time the invitation goes out to the they ring the doorbell to pray for them. Yeah. You know, um, Good point. when I first uh, moved to Georgetown, which is where I live today, um, I gathered a group of women who had all all had very high profile positions uh, in the community or in the state. And we would come and get together. And it was an opportunity because when you're in public eye, you sort of wear a mask a lot yeah. of times, whether you want to or not, you have to to present an image or at least you think you do. And so it was an opportunity for these ladies to come together and take their mask off. And I will tell you today that this lady, this group, has created the most significant prayer network among mm-hmm. themselves. You know, if somebody in their family's in trouble, the texts go out mm-hmm. and the prayers go out. So you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, my uh, my goal in creating this group was just to get them to laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there's a lot of healing in laughter. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's become much more than that. It's become a a prayer network. And um, I know that they're there for me, and they know that I'm there for them. Mm-hmm. So that's very important, I think. And, and so use that opportunity to pray for them. You know, and I, I like that we talk about what gifts we have, whether it's sewing or cooking or drama or music or painting or, you know, business entrepreneurial skills, whatever sure. it is, using those gifts to kind of bless and pour out on others or use them as a key point to draw others together and also looking for those opportunities where maybe you want to participate in something and you invite someone to go participate with you. There was a a church retreat, a women's retreat, and I thought, okay, I'm going to sign up for this. And then I thought, who could I invite that may not go on this retreat Mm -hmm. who I would like to get to know? And I can drive up to the retreat with that person. I can room with that person and just, you know, see what God would do. And so I invited this gal, and she said yes, and we had a great time. And then we ended up waking up at 5.30 in the morning and going for a walk every morning in the dark, Aww. running into, you know, skunks and all kinds of other <laughs> animals. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, she's even more amazing than I imagined. And it didn't take any extra time. It didn't take any extra money. It didn't take any extra anything And yet I got to connect with this woman. It was so much fun. But that takes us to our next letter in the acronym, Kathy. Listen Listen. to them, right? The first B in bless, or or 
our acronym, BLESS, was begin with prayer. And then L, listen to them. Um, you, in that respect, had a missional mindset of, you know what, I'm going to invite somebody I don't know very well. I'm going to just get to know them. And, you know, I think as Americans, you know, used to when the doorbell rang, you would jump up and go, okay, who's here? And, oh, yeah, I got a cup of sugar you can borrow, right? Now we're like hiding. Oh, no, the doorbell rang. Let's pretend we're not here. Right? Um, consider those interruptions as divine hospitality opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so begin with prayer. Listen to them. Now we're on to eat and bless. And we've been talking about it the whole time. Eat with them. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be fancy. Let's have a cup of tea. Let's have a cup of coffee. We can sit at the kitchen table we can sit at the kitchen counter, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, we can sit on the front porch, mm-hmm. right? And just um, host those and look for opportunities to do that. All right. We got a, we got a minute here, okay, Kathy. So we can double S. A double S. So we eat with them as the E and then S is serve them and share Jesus with them. And I tell mm. you, Carrie, every time that doorbell rings, if that young man is selling me solar panels <laughs> or talking about, you know, who to vote for, I always offer a bottle of water because I think mm. they're talking, they're walking. And if I don't see a thing of water in their hand, I always offer them a bottle of water before they leave. But so bless, begin with prayer, listen to them, eat with them, serve them and share Jesus with them. Mm -hmm. And friends, that's what we want to do every Saturday on Love Talk. We just want to bless you. We want to share Jesus with you because we have seen the profound difference that Christ has made in our lives. We know how much our Heavenly Father loves us and how much He loves you and how He is pursuing you and wants a relationship with you. Friends, this November, let's turn our eyes to our Heavenly Father who created us, who profoundly loves us, who sent His Son to die on the cross for us that we would have eternal life with Him. It's been a wonderful Saturday, friends. If you want to know more about Christ and how you can begin a relationship with Him, you can call us on the love line at 512-644-7972. Come see us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. Go to our podcast, Love Talk, all one word, no spaces, and join us every Saturday at 10 a.m. Friends, Um, I'm Kathy Enderbrock for Coach Carrie Brinkader and Marlene McMichael. We love you. We look forward to being with you again next week for Love Talk.